Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. Um, this week, we'll be reviewing the 2021 Tokyo Olympics after a week off. You know, I'm, I'm rusty. It's a week off. <laughs> uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. I'm on Twitter at Pediatric, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Guides. Jesse, how are we doing, man? I'm doing well. Yeah, apologies uh, for us not getting a, a pod That's out not your last fault. week. <laughs> well, it was, you know, it's just life shit, man. Just, yeah. you know, shit comes at you fast, so. Uh, we appreciate everybody who listens, and we're sorry we didn't yeah. get one out last week, but uh, we're back for the Olympics this week. Excited yeah. for it, ready to go. Olympics this week, and we got two events next week. We'll probably only talk about one, but we got two events next week, technically, with the St. Jude and the Barracuda. So, yeah, we got this one going here. Um, this past week at 3M Open, for those of you that you know are in the Slack, quite a bit in there. So, we, we tried to get some info for you in there and uh, have some success, but um, Cam Champ. His third win, Jesse. Like I tweeted it out. It's crazy. It shows us how volatile golf is, but just how good these guys are that are on the PGA Tour. Because there's been weeks where like Camp Champ can't even like come close to making a cut, and here he is, just won his third PGA title in like yeah. a little over two years, maybe. Yeah, it's I think three years. Yeah. Um, did he win one back in the fall, or did he win? He, the he won the, the Safeway. He won the Safeway. Right. That was when his grandfather was dying. Right, that was his first win, I think. Right? No, his first win was Sanderson Farms the year before that. My oh, lord, there you go. I think it was Sanderson. I'm pretty sure he, he had the he had the cock in his hand. I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest trophies ever. Let's just fucking look it up. Let's see. Yeah. So, ah, uh, fuck. It's gonna t- it's gonna take too long to yeah. figure this pretty out. Sure Anyways, Sanderson. I know he's won three way. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, no, it's been yeah since 2019. So he won one in 2019. Which would have been his first one, which, like you said, Sanderson, then Safeway in 2020, and then 2021. You know, he's so he's won one every year. And it's I mean, crazy. Two top tens this year, five top 25s. Yeah. He's, he was, he was 50 50 on made cut. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's when he made the cut. Okay. You got a good chance at a top 20, basically. Like he's coming in, he's competing. But when he missed the cuts, I remember some of those events, like it wasn't even close. It was just right. like he is so far off the rails. You're like, whoa, where where'd this guy go that won two events prior to this? And uh, here he is. So I know it's pretty wild. It was pretty wild to see, you know, Johnny Vegas was up there. Review was up there for a while. Trangali, which would have made all the people on Twitter angry because everyone was complaining. Uh, Lebiota made the cut and then had to withdraw because uh, I believe I believe he has Crohn's disease is what I saw. I could be wrong. That's what someone was trying to say, and it, um, it kind of acted up. So – that might I've, be it. Who, who knows what it is? I figured it was something major. I mean, the guy was like, it was like his fifth or sixth cut in a row, and he was 30, 40% owned. And I was like, yeah. when I woke up, I think it was, I guess, Saturday morning and realized that he had WD'd. I started to like, well, I didn't see anything official. And then I was looking through some tweets, and people are just fucking assholes, man. Massively assholes. Massive assholes. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, that's just part of it. Like, it screwed me over. I played him yeah. in one lineup, I got screwed over, but. I'm not going to tweet it to guy. No. Like shit, shit, shit happens, man. Yeah, this is what happens I'll, when you gamble money. I'm sorry. 
Big time. Yeah, you're you're relying on other people to win you money. It's like that's on right. you for putting that money out there. And however you win or lose, that's going to happen. Like you're going to see this is like the least weird way I've seen it happen. This guy legit had an issue. I've seen other guys. We've seen, you know, what was it? Justin Rose. He like got like a quad on a hole and said, screw it. I'm out. Like, right. That would tick me off a hell of a lot more. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. Um, yeah, stuff happens. And that's, that's a shame. But uh, yeah, I hope he's OK, because that's that's kind of the report I heard. When he was released Friday night, it was kind of late Friday night. Said he had a, like a, a medical emergency or something along those lines. And like you said, the people on Twitter, you know, good, good God. <laughs> but um, I expect no less, sadly. Yeah. But that's what we got. But uh, yeah, he that that um, changed some lineups around. A couple other big chalky guys missed things. But uh, the other thing I will mention is, you know what, Usti almost got it done. Like this guy, I know it's not a major, so we can't make the second place jokes. But most guys would have just withdrawn before even playing. Like DJ Trunk slammed and didn't see the weekend and stuff like that. But Usti played and almost won the damn thing. Yeah. I'm so. surprised. I, I was not playing Usti's in last week coming off that. Uh, you know, great. He obviously played great in the open, but um, and then he flies across the country. Like, I can't trust his back. And then, he, of course, he finishes second. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with him is like I I I going through my my quote unquote model. Uh he was ranked very high up there and I'm sitting there going I just can't be overexposed to him. I just don't believe what's going to happen and I wish I was overexposed to him because he ranked very high in that deal. Like he's fit that course beautifully and it showed. So um that that sucks. You don't take that's why my brain doesn't build the model. I just trust these things. But uh any other closing thoughts on the 3M open? It was another like some big name miscuts. It was a a, a weird event field um, final board, basically. I'm ready to move along. All right. We got the Olympics on tap here in Tokyo, Japan. 60 golfers representing their, their nations. And it's a no cut event for days. It, uh, the lock, I believe, is at 6 30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. So double check that before you get cracking on that. But no cut event. So no cash this week, folks. Talked about this many times. Do not do it. Um, John Rahm is out with due to COVID again. Um, Bryson DeChambeau is out due to COVID. Pat Reed took his place. Jorge Campillo took uh, John Rahm's place. One's more relevant than the other, obviously. Um, any other thoughts as uh, there's really no past event history here, Jesse? Oh, there's plenty of past event history. Okay, the, what do you uh, got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about this. The modern Olympic Games. Oh, you want, you're talking about just golf. <laughs> whatever you want <laughs> so in in the golf was the first the olympic like the modern olympics started in 1896 golf was introduced in 1900 charles sands won the gold medal uh followed by walter rutherford from the great britain so charles sands american rutherford great britain uh david robertson won the bronze great britain 1904 they brought it back in st louis first year was in paris uh, George Lyon from uh, Canada won. Uh, the silver medal was uh, Chandler Egan, uh, USA. And then followed, uh, bronze was tied for two, two Americans, Burt McKinney, Francis Newton. And then in 2016, they finally brought it back after a 108-year <laughs> hiatus. Justin Rose won. Henrik Stenson, uh, silver. Matt Kuchar, bronze. Yeah. There you go. Fun stuff. And uh, coming up in three years, because we're behind, it's going to be in Paris, and I'm hoping it's where the Ryder Cup was, because that will be a fun uh, a that's lot good, of water. That's a good course. Yeah, I'd like that to see it happen there. But this course, and I'm going to butcher the name, because I'm uh, that's what I do here. It's at the Kasumigaseki 
um, country club. That's the best I'm going to say. The East Course. It's basically a more exclusive club than um, Augusta, it sounds like. They just started letting women play there recently. Um, there's literally just metal fences everywhere. It's a very, very exclusive golf course. And the pros are going to play there, the men and the women, this week, which is great to see. And it's uh, a par 71, 7,447 yards, a little less than 7,500. Bent grass greens is what you got here. It's a um, Tom Fazio redesign, which we've seen in some recent courses. Um, I believe the Zozo, uh, I believe our favorite course in Vegas, now has the Tom Fazio redesign there. So we'll have some fun stuff there. They did have an amateur event here, the Asian amateur back in 2010. Hideki Matsuyama won that one. These greens are gigantic. They are huge. They are undulating, as Tom Fazio does. So three-putt avoidance will be very, very important. There's bunkers all over the golf course, like close to 70 bunkers. Um, it'll make certain shots off the tees be different than like you have to be more precise instead of just bombs away at times. The rough isn't very penal, it's not very in play unless you just get freaking like way, way out of range. Water comes into play on two holes. Water's all over the golf course, but it's not it's more of like for the viewing pleasure than actual golf uh restrictions. The other things to keep in mind, it's a really weird layout, so it doesn't like favor just one type of golfer per se. There's like three or four par fours that are less than four hundred yards. There's three or four four par fours between 450 and 500. So they're just all over the board there. There's a couple shorter par threes, and there's a couple par threes over 200 yards. So you got that going for you. The par fives are your normal like 550 to 600. It's nothing crazy. But the way they're designed, it's going to be hard to get there in three or in two for many of the guys. You're going to have to like make some pretty outstanding shots to get there in two. So a lot of wedges in on your par threes most likely. Other than that, we're kind of playing blind here, Jesse. We, we don't know a ton about it. Just the pictures yeah. I've seen, it looks beautiful. Um, I remember the Zozo two years ago that Tiger won, where it was like really green and pretty and all that kind of stuff. It reminds me of that. I know Fazio, I think, helped design Sherwood, was was very aesthetically appeasing. And then I, I keep skipping on our Vegas course, Jesse, if you could help me there, um, where we had the, I believe it was the CJ this last year or the Zozo, that very, very private course in Vegas, that MGM course. I'm blanking on it. I, I I am too, but I'll okay. figure it out. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one that uh, Fazio also has a deal with, and we saw how beautiful that course was. Can you can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, sweet internet. What, yeah. What kind of stats are you looking at here? First of all, Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek. Bingo. Yep. Um, like you said, just I'm guessing. I'm I'm waiting heavily, like short term stuff, just more recent form than long term form. Um. T to green approach, I think, you know, greens and regulation, birdie or better. I don't see it. I mean, maybe it's difficult. I don't know, but I, I feel like it's not going to be overly difficult. Could be wrong on that. Par five scoring. Um, I mean, just a lot of the the usual stuff. Uh, and I mean, I think, too, you can kind of look at the pride factor. I don't know how you weight that, but it's kind of like course history. Like, you know, who really wants to win this? You look at a guy like Sung J.M., you know, or – or uh Siwoo. Siwoo. You know, they both, if they both win, then, or if they both get a medal, then they get exempt from their military duty. And, you know, you know it means a lot more to some people than it does others as far as uh, the medals. I, I think everybody there cares, um, but some guys may be, you know, maybe more locked in, I guess. So, yeah. I, you know, obviously you can't wait that, but just going on kind of gut. It's kind of something I thought about too. And you got to imagine most guys that are there want to win. Like some guys didn't go, like DJ didn't go, and some others. Um, in 2016, Rory didn't go, and he's very angry about that. So that's why he made a point to go for Ireland this year. I think, I think 
the first time it was in Brazil and you had the Zika and all that stuff. So right. some guys were worried about that. But I think they also saw like how cool it was for the country. And they're like, okay, right. we need to actually like do this. Um, on the on the flip side, when we start talking about some of these like cheaper guys, you got to imagine it means a boatload of some of these guys and some of these other countries that are. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but it's a no cut event. So like one or two bad holes doesn't crush it for you. We've seen some of these guys do phenomenal and no cut events. Um, just using some of the key stats, and everything Jesse was talking about. I went over the last 100 rounds because there's not a, a ton of no cut events. You can shrink it down if you want. But for this field alone, the top 10 um, in, in approach and like all the main stats for this golf course, uh, JT, Rory, Morikawa, Hovland, Xander, Neiman, Casey, Munoz, Sebastian Munoz, Matsuyama, and Reed rank in the top 10. Right outside the top 10, you have uh, Tomas Dietrich and Corey Connors, so a couple of cheaper options. But the theme there was the big dogs. <laughs> the big dogs sit up top. That's how most of these no-cut events is. It's like the WGCs and whatnot or the um, FedEx playoffs. The big guys show up. That's pretty much how this goes. And I think you might agree. We wouldn't be surprised if a big dog wins this week. Right. Oh, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So that's the way we're going to lean on this one. But um, Fanshare is still updating their stuff because it's the Olympics and it's wonky for everybody. So if you want to go check out Fanshare Sports, use promo code always pressing for 20% off over there. But Jesse, let's have some fun. Let's talk some Olympic golf here. We'll start out with 10K and above. You got Colin Morikawa at 10, or 11 2, Justin Thomas at 10 9, Xander at 10 7. Matsuyama at 10-5, McElroy at 10-3, and Patrick Reed at 10-1. So we have six guys over $10,000. This is definitely a week you can do stars and scrubs if you want to because of the no-cut aspect. So what do you like up here? I mean, obviously, Colin Morikawa is, is playing really good golf right now. I, you know, He hasn't missed a cut. I don't know when the last time he missed a cut was. It was uh, the Shriners Hospitals Open for Children back in October of 2020. Now again, like you said, no no miscut, no miscut this week. So there's no worry on that. But coming off the British Open win, I think he's most definitely playable. Um, you know, Xander right below him, playing solid golf too. He's got three top 11s in his last three starts. You know, he finished 26 at the at the Open Championship there. And then, I mean, Hideki. It's I think it goes one of two ways for Hideki. Um, either he's kind of uh, completely locked in home country ready to go or he just gets overwhelmed with all the media, all the press and, you know, becomes more of a, a difficult proposition for him. But I think he's very playable at that price. Um, you know, everybody over 10 K is, is playable. Do you think it's a Patrick Reed week? He plays great in these kind of events. I'll say that much. He ranks 14th in my model, which I, I'm heavily like doing the approach and like the 175 to a 200 type game. But um, if you just look at, I just read off those um, past 100 events or 100 rounds in no cut events. He's played in all 100 of those rounds and he ranks top 10 in the field. And in my regular model, he's top 14 over the last 24 rounds in what I'm looking at. So he plays great. I think he'll go under own because most will want Colin and company, but I think you're fine with Reed. He's not going to blow up too much. Does he go on enough birdies for you? That could be the question. Yeah. So. We'll see. But uh, I think Rory's a fun one this week because I don't think many people are going to play him on DFS because he's just been in such a weird funk of late. But like I said earlier, he's he's come out saying how much this actually means to him. So I'm very, very intrigued. And even over the last 24 rounds, he's third in stroke screen approach, which this can be a big event for that factor. So I think Rory at 10-3 is quite intriguing if you want to play the contrarian angle there. But the main guy, Xander, JT, Morikawa, all great plays. They're all going to be very popular this week. JT, we talk about time and time again. 
is a no cut event like genius. Well, Xander's right behind him in, the, in those respects as well. So those two guys are, are where I'd be leaning. If you are paying up, I Colin could win this. I'm not going to say he's not, but paying 11-2 is going to be tough when I can pay for these other guys. So maybe that's an angle. But I think Rory is the fun uh, contrarian play in this 10K and above range. That's kind of where I'd I'd be leaning to be a little different up here. I like it. Uh, 9K range, you got Victor Hovland at 99, Shane Lowry at 96, KC 95, Answer at 93, Neiman 92, and Sungjae M at 9,000. What do you like in here? All of it. Yeah. It's very um, nice. the, the The one weird kind of thing, I think, is Shane Lowry at 9,600. I mean, He seems out of place in this little yeah. group in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I first saw that, I, I was like, you know, that's – if you look over, though, like his last – he hasn't missed a cut himself since the yeah, Arnold Palmer. Yep. Um, really solid golf. I mean, eighth at the Players, ninth at the Heritage, fourth at the PGA Championship, sixth uh, Memorial – all tough places, um, well, the Heritage, not necessarily, but – and then the Open Championship, he finished 12th, uh, defending his title, and that had all – you know, well, he, his last three rounds were in the 60s, um, played really solid golf the last three days. So I, I think he'll, he'll be – he's in that spot there around kind of Casey. I think Hovland will be popular. Um, Neiman, Sungjae will – I feel like Sungjae will be really popular just because of the whole angle of the the military service. I don't know that I really want to play Sungjae just because coming in, he's not been a world beater by any means. Um, and I just would rather either pay up for some of these guys up top or, you know, there's plenty of guys down here in the 8K range too. But I think Lowry could be an interesting play. Um, I think, again, Hovland will be popular. So will Paul Casey. And rightfully so. They're, they're both playing really well right now. Yeah. Like you said, these, these are all in play. Hovland, he's going to be very popular. I'm bummed about that because even before I, I loaded stuff up here, I knew he was a good play. He's second in the model, but he's third in stroke gains approach, third in opportunities gained, fourth in a par five scoring, second in proximity of 175 to 200. So a lot of the major parts, he's just like boom, boom, boom. He's checking the boxes in his recent form. So he's, I think he's a great play, like you said, but uh, we'll see how chalky he turns out to be. I love the Lowry call. I've been playing him a lot lately, and no one rosters him. Because I think even in, when he's in the 8K range, sometimes people are like, oh, he shouldn't be here. Um, and at 96, he really stands out as a weird one. But ranked seventh for me, he's fifth in approach, fifth in around the green, fourth in 450 to 500 par fours. He's top 15 in pretty much most other major categories. He's not like lighting the world on fire, but he's, he's playing really, really well. So he's one of those guys that can get it going. I guess the question for him, if it plays more of a birdie style where you have to be like 15 to 20 under, can Lowry hang out there? That's the question. Because him and like him and Patrick Reed, more often than not, you don't see them going super low. Can they do it? Of course. But that's where those guys get like those guys. If it's a very tough environment, that's where I would love those two more. But uh, I don't know. I guess there's like a hurricane or a monsoon coming through Japan. So keep an eye on that. Maybe that mixes things up. But I don't uh, I don't see it being an issue. You mentioned Casey striking the ball. Great answer is always he might be the lower owned one in this group. Him and Neiman could kind of go under the radar because I agree M's going to be. Very popular, and for that reason, I'm probably going to be off of him. Um, but I, I think Neiman and Answer could be some nice pivots with uh, Lowry in this range because Hovland, Casey, and him will probably carry the ownership like you were talking about. 8K range, you got Cam Smith at 89, Connors 88, Bez at 87, Fleetwood 86, Leishman 85, um, uh, Guido at 84, Higo at 83, Noren 82, Peters 81, McKenzie Hughes 8,000. Before you get started, did you see your boy Fleetwood was wearing a visor now? He's gone from headband to full hat to visor now. I did not, no. I did yeah, not that's that. quite the fashion statement. I guess adjust the rakes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, what do you got here? 
I also liked your uh, pivot off of trying to say Guido's last name because I, yeah, I was interested like to see that, which like, Guido. Yeah, say, yeah. Guido. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say Guido because I don't know how to say last, 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 his last M- name either. Migliozzi. Yeah, I like uh, Cam Smith quite a bit um, at 8,900. You know, his form coming in is not terrific, but he means 33rd and 30th in his last two starts. Before that, he had missed two cuts. But before that, he had a bunch of top 20s in a row. So um, I like him to kind of fly a little bit under the radar. Bez at uh, Bezenhut at, at 87 is most definitely playable. He hasn't missed a cut since the BMW PGA Championship back in October. I mean, it's the, basically the same, almost the same amount of events as, as Colin Morikawa, but obviously he's not won a major championship um, in that time. But long story short, like Bez quite a bit at 87. And then Peters rates out really well on a model 8,100. You know, I feel like he's always a great GPP play, and if it's no-cut event, I'm I'm playing Peters for sure. Um, so 8,100 for him, definitely in on that. Yeah, I like the Peters no-cut call because he has those massive blow-ups. That sometimes costs him the weekend, but he can birdie in bunches. So I think that's a very good no-cut event call. Um, and he actually, in par three, is at over 200 yards, and par four is 350 to 400 ranks pretty well. So I think that's not a bad look on this course. Love Cam Smith. I'm always a Cam Smith fan, but I really like him this week because it's like if you want to, you know, you can't. You said earlier we can't really, you know, rank how they like really how bad they want to win it for their country thing. But Cam's Aussie through and through. The dude already got like he already like put stuff in his head, AUS and stuff. And we've seen him before when it comes to country stuff. He shows up for these type of events. I think it's like a little extra kind of oomph type thing. So I, I like Cam Smith quite a bit. Uh, Corey Connors, I love on a course that's going to really, really um, use some iron play and approach game. Just imagine it's just a matter of can those uh, the putts go down on these massive greens for for Corey. But um, when you when you think about iron play, he's he's one of the elite ones in the field. So I like him. I always love Bez. Um, Guido ranks out pretty well for me here. But uh, man, ever since he, uh, he he's just kind of been wavering. So it's, it's tough to tell, but. I think for me, it's going to be Smith, Connors, Bez is my the three up top. And then I'm with you on Peters. And I think Norin is your ultimate pivot here because he's kind of a boomer bust guy. Does really good around the greens. His uh, long iron play has been very good. But he's got kind of struggling in, in a couple other angles of the game. But on a no-cut event, we've seen him birdie a lot lately. So I think Norin could be a nice low-owned one in this range. 79 to 75, we got Carlos Ortiz, Siwoo Kim, Sebastian Munoz, uh, Antoine Rosner, Thomas Dietrich, Jonathan Vegas. I was going to do all the 7K range. Vegas, uh, Hoshiano, Mito Pereira, Sheng Tsitipan, Rasmus Hogard, and Matthias Schwab with Jazz Janowit. What do you got here? Yes, this is this is why we don't do the Asian tour on the Always Pressing Podcast because I will not pronounce any of them correctly. That was it's good. Not I even think, to be mean. I, I just like did well. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Munoz at 77. Um, you know, just kind of off what you were talking about with him earlier uh, at no cut events. Uh, he did miss the cut the, at the open championship, but he wasn't that far away. He shot 69 on Friday. Um, so he was decently close there. And then uh, off the fourth place finish before that at the John Deere, he's up and down, but he's a, he's a, he makes a lot of birdies. Uh, Munoz does Rosner at, uh, at six at 76. Um, he's playing well enough. Uh, you know, he made the cut at the British Open, the Scottish Open, the Irish Open. Um, made the cut at the Memorial, finished 18th there. So, I think he's fine. Vegas, dude. I mean, Vegas yeah. is playing really well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he has. I mean, it's weird. He hasn't missed a cut since the Texas Open back in April, and that's weird for him to to not have a few more missed cuts mixed mixed in there. And he's got some top tens. 
he's just trending in the right direction. Mito at 7,200. Um, I would have talked about him last week. Of course, we didn't have a pod. Uh, come off a fifth-place finish at the Barbasol, and then he finishes sixth at the 3M Open. I think he represents uh, Chile, if, I, if, if I'm correct on that. Correct. And he's like the number one Corn Ferry Tournament player right now. Um, and it's kind of has been getting into those smaller events based on that status. Uh, so he's a guy to keep an eye on for when they also, when they come back, I think, like you said, we're going to have two events that week and he'll probably be in the opposite field event. I would imagine. Um, and he's just trending in the right direction at 7,200. I think he's a steal. I like him a lot there. Yeah, no, he's a good one. He actually, yeah, he finished a one, uh, corn Ferry. I believe he already got his PGA status last time I checked. So he's, uh, he's one of those type of guys, but yeah, he, he doesn't have like priority. So smaller stuff, but seven uh, K range, like you said, Munoz checked the box on the no cut event deal, which makes sense because for anybody that's ever played Munoz, he can birdie like a madman, like especially first rounds, and then he just kind of disappears and comes back like on round three. He's just a roller coaster ride with Sebastian Munoz, but he plays great in this. Guys like Rosner and Dietrich and Vegas all rate out really good for me, especially Rosner and Vegas. Uh, Dietrich was on that no cut list. Rosner and Vegas, just overall in general, their approach game. Vegas, like you mentioned, he's just been lights out. He's ninth in my model. That's how good he's been right now, which is insane to think about, but he's been, and he's a birdie machine. So if it's a scoring fest, that's going to be really big. Uh, Mito ranks out, he's 15th in my model. His off the tee game and his uh, opportunity gained is top 10 in both right now. So I think that's a very, very intriguing stat. And um, I think that's about all I really want in this range, unless you want to go to like a Carlos Ortiz because he's low owned, because he can run hot at times. We know that for a fact, but I'd rather stick with some of these other guys uh, that I just mentioned. All right, just to save everybody the trouble. I'm not going to try to name all the 6K people. So what do you like in this range? It doesn't get easier. No, it doesn't. Um, so I'm like, nope. 6,800, Henrik Norlander. Yep. Uh, play, playing really good golf right now. Come off the, the fifth place finish at the Barbasol. Um, before that was, you know, 28th, 38th, 61st. He's figuring it out again. And then I got one more, uh, Zenodi at uh, 6,400. I mean, I'm not trying to get too awful down the weeds here. Two straight make cuts for him. Uh, Scottish Open and Irish Open, where he finished 66th and 33rd, respectively. So I, I think he's fine. I mean, I, you know, somebody like Sepp Strzok, I, I bet he'll be popular, or at least more popular than, you know, what people, what he should be, um, even though he's missed three straight cuts. He's just kind of a name that people know down here. Otherwise, it's tough to pronounce these names, let alone know who any of these guys are. Yeah, when you get down here, it's name value will be king, but I think Stars and Scrubs will be popular. So I'm just going to trust the model here. I'm with you on Norlander. You're like 16th in my model, and he's like top 25 in almost every category I have that I'm using. So that's pretty good for a $6,800 player, and he's he's a guy we know that can birdie in bunches. Annabon Lahiri ranks 24th for me, and it's, he's always been a decent iron player. If the iron plays on, he'll put himself in good positions to score. So he's 6,700, and a guy that I don't mind. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's Romaine L., He's 6,600 bucks. He's 18th in my model, and I'm trying to figure out like what he's done so well, but it's par three scoring. It's the the longer par fours, um, and he is just overall approach games and very strong. I guarantee you he'll be very low rostered if you want a super low-owned guy right there. Other than that, most of these guys are ranked 40th to 60 for the most part, and I'm not going to try to be cute in that range. All right, Jesse, recap time. 10K and above, who's your number one play? Um, I mean, it's Colin. It's just difficult to to pass on him. Yeah, he's lights out. It's uh, I can't deny it. It if I'm not if I'm not going JT, that'd be my top play. Period. 
But to be contrarian, I want to I want to plug once again. Rory McIlroy is very intriguing because it's a no cut event. We've been tilted on these cut events lately. Like the no cut is intriguing to me. Nine uh, K range. Who's your one? Uh, I'm gonna say Lowry just for the kind of low owned perspective there potentially. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I'll go Vic, but Vic's gonna be very popular. But I think he's just he's playing such great golf right now. Eight uh, K range. Go ahead and go with two. Cam Smith and Thomas Peters. I like the Cam Smith call a lot. I'll go with uh, Cam Smith and Corey Connors. I'll go with those two. Uh, 7K range, go ahead and go with two. Uh, Mito and Munoz. I'm going to go with Johnny Vegas and um, Mr. Antoine Rosner. Those will be my two, but I like your two as well. Uh, 6K range, who's your top guy? Uh, Norlander. Yeah, Norlander is my top guy as well, but to give you guys one other play, I will go with Anabon Lahiri as my second one. But, uh, yeah, 6K range is interesting. Like, that's literally just trust trust your model, and they, they know the numbers better than I do about some of those guys. Um, GPP, who are three guys you start a lineup with? Uh, Peters. Um, I think Peters and Nordlander. If you start there, it's going to give you you know quite a bit of, of room to kind of mess around with there. And then I would look at a guy like I was talking about before, Lowry, just for the, the ownership potential there. Yeah, I think that's good. I guess I'll stick to my guns. I'll start with Rory um, and just hope he – like, just give me a top 10. I know at 10-3 you want better, and I just give me a top 10 because that means he birdied a lot. So give me Rory, um, Cam Smith to be a little different there, and then I'll drop down to Johnny Vegas. I, I'm wondering how popular he'll be after how well he's been playing, but, man, if you can get him low-owned again – I'm just hoping it's a birdie fest. That's what I'm kind of planning this yeah. to be because I don't think they want – like they want action on this, I think. I think they want people playing well. They don't want it just being like because if, if it's not a birdie fest, then the cream of the crops are really going to just take off, take away from the field. They're just going to run away with it, I think. So we'll see. Um, who you got winning this thing? <sighs> Colin Man. seven to one, seven yeah. to one. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be. Um, I don't have the odds pulled up. You go ahead yeah. if you got Isn't some picks. It, um, it's this is a tough one to pick. This is one of those I'd probably rather do like head to head bets on the daily just kind of get a feel on how guys are doing um but if you have to pick a winner that with like decent odds because even like vix 12 to 1 that's no fun um patty reads 18 like uh, that's not horrible cam smith 25 yeah, i like, don't mind cam smith at 25 yeah. yeah i don't mind that either but like past that i can't really like i can't really go 50 and below <laughs> i just can't feel it at all yeah, i mean even at vegas at 50 just doesn't feel right that tells you what we're doing here <laughs> it's pretty crazy I mean, it's just a limited field so it's difficult to bet uh you know to 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 get some good odds on some of these guys yeah that's why i would recommend i think the head to heads would be the way to go this week if you can get some good ones on those i know kevin will drop some of those in his betting article also shameless plug sorry i got to do it jesse uh, if you guys like to play prize picks, it's a prop bets meets DFS format. They started expanding their golf product. So it's not like it's they're still a working product, but they've uh, they've changed some of the ways you used to have to take an over and an under on a prop. Now you can take both overs or unders for just the rounds, finishing positions, birdies per round. They have different factors there. So if you're new to prize picks and you have any question, hit me up in the Slack chat. I drop picks in there pretty much every day and use promo code Bubba when you sign up and they'll give you a First time deposit bonus up to $100. So go check that out. But uh, any final thoughts for the Olympics, Jesse? I don't. It's not going to be really possible to watch a whole hell of a lot of it. No. But, uh, you know, I, I I mean, if it starts at 630, I guess maybe you can watch it till you fall asleep. 
But, well, yeah, I'll start at three thirty my time. So actually, I'll get to watch a lot of it. I think. Yeah, if I, I guess get lucky. You get probably, to watch a good amount. Well, it depends, man. I don't know. Have you been watching much of the Olympics? Yeah, I have it on in the background a lot. Like some of it, like I make a point. Like when Ledecky raced and lost to Titmus, I made a point to watch. Like the big names, I go to watch. Otherwise, I'm just like it's background noise. Well, the fuck NBC is fucking milking the commercials. Oh yeah, all the money. Oh my god, dude, about to wear me out. Like I was with my wife last night. We were watching the uh, the. This is going completely off the rails, but if you're still listening, listen to my rant for just a second. We were watching the uh, the women's gymnastics. Simone Biles, yes. Yeah. And they would show like one thing, commercial. Yep, commercial. Yep. And I know it was on tape delay, but still, yep. one thing, commercial. And it, It's like and there's it, no flow to this at all whatsoever. And it was just the qualifying. So it was just Team USA qualifying. So right. like nothing else was going on. Yeah, I, now I know what you're talking about. It's like, okay, so-and-so does the balance beam. Go to commercial. Yeah, <laughs> come back. I, no. mean, I get it with the with the swimming because they're they do have a little bit of time in between, like the, yeah. the people getting out and getting ready for this because that was live. Yeah, but fuck, man. I mean, you think golf is bad? Like these Olympics is just wear me out. I'm curious what coverage they'll have there because if they use all the cool technology that Japan has, they could have all kinds of drones and all kinds of cool stuff. Like they could really do it up good. Yeah, I'm could. curious what it's going to be if, if they let NBC run it. They're screwed. Yeah. Which I don't think they will, because most of the NBC people are still in New York. Well, so, but it should be Golf Channel people, which yeah. is owned by NBC. Oh, you already got me tilted now, so that'll yeah. be fun. But um, we'll end it with that, everybody. The lot one shot remember, commercial, one shot commercial. Oh man, be like we're it's like a Sunday on CBS. <laughs> um, remember, everybody, the lock is on Wednesday around six thirty p.m. Eastern time. So get those in. If you have any questions, hit us up in the Fancy DJ and Slack chat. It is free. Just need your email address. We we'll get you signed up in there. Also, if you get a rate and review on iTunes, they're always pressing PGA DFS podcast. We truly appreciate it. We'll be back with you guys next week for the FedEx St. Jude. Maybe a little Barracuda action. But for now, good luck this week on the Olympics. We'll be back with you guys next time. Oh.